When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hi, this is Lorraine Newman, and you're listening to TV Confidential. The war in Vietnam keeps on a raging. Blacks and whites still haven't worked it out. Ed Robertson, along with our guest David B. Young Cooley. David B. Young Cooley, longtime television critic and longtime contributor to NPR's Fresh Air and the author of many books on television, including Dangerously Funny, the uncensored story of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. David talked to everybody who was somebody on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, including Tom and Dick Smothers. Tom Smothers passed away Tuesday, December 26th at the age of 86. Before we went to break, we were starting to talk to David about the legendary battles between Tom Smothers and the higher-ups at CBS Television over censorship of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, a battle that David likened to parents who were too strict trying to discipline kids who were too rebellious. As we pick up the conversation, that sets up something I wanted to uh, 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 comment on. Uh, Years ago, we had a chance to talk to Mike Dan, who was the programmer at CBS at the time of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and and in, in many ways, Tom was you know was was the bane of Mike's existence uh, uh, for, for during the two and a half years the show was on the air, uh, even though he liked Tom personally, but he respected Tom for having the courage of his convictions, but he also felt that Tom didn't know when to quit. And and I think that's true, but not in a bad way because the networks and CBS in particular, by being the most popular network, were too strict back then. And they had rules and standards that nobody had questioned for 30 or 40 years. So Bill Tankersley, the head censor, he had fought all the way. He'd fought with Rod Serling. He'd fought with George Burns. He'd fought with Alfred Hitchcock. That's how long this guy had been in charge. (laughs) And so Tommy comes around, you know, 30-something, and and uh, uh, they clashed, but Bill Tankersley actually liked him. He said to me that he would have, he wasn't involved in it, he would have let the Elaine May sketches go, no problem. It was his underlings at, in, in the censor department who had said no, but, but Bill Tankersley was all about rules. And so if they said no, then it's no. And Tom wanted to go straight to Tankersley and say, let me talk to you about this. You're reasonable. It's like, no, you go, there, there are rules, you follow them. And that's where it all just 
got worse and worse and worse. What did Dick think about all this? Or did he sort of stay in the background and let Tom put a stamp on the writer and deal with all the networks and deal with the headaches with the networks and all that? It's more the second part. Dick really trusted Tom and said, whatever you want to fight, whatever battles you want to fight, that's okay. In his own relationship with the show, Dick wanted to bring in more musical acts that he liked and do things. And he would go in and Tom and the other members of the writing staff would sort of say, eh, not so much. And after a couple of times of being rejected like that, Dick would just say, okay. And rather than get agitated, he would just go off and become a Grand Prix race car driver. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's amazing to me how, how affable Dick was about all of this. And uh, he was just fine on the, the show that caused all the problems where it was the second David Steinberg appear, mm-hmm. appearing. Dick wasn't even on the show. He was off racing. And Dan Rowan was replacing Dick Smothers <laughs> as Tom's brother for that show. <laughs> One of, you know, well, that's, it, well, it, it, that, it, that, that kind of goes back to, uh, one of the first things you said in our conversation, David. In many ways, the Smothers Brothers Comedy uh, Hour was a pivot point for television because one of the other things that Tom and Dick laid the ground for was the existence, the emergence of shows such as Laughing. Yes, exactly. And and Laughing and Carol Burnett both came right after the Smothers Brothers premiered, and both of those shows lasted much longer than 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 Tom and Dick's program. Yeah. And Laughing did it by making fun of both sides equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom and 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 the Smothers Brothers they got more and more more and more one sided as the years went on because of the 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 shows they fought. The first year they appealed to everybody. They made sure that if you had the Who on for the first time, its American debut, uh, performing you know My Generation in the same hour, you also had. Mickey Rooney and Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. And by the third season, it's a theater in the round where it's a concert with like Donovan. Yeah. And and so they're they're going for the young audience only. Yeah. And uh, and, and they're wearing they're, they're wearing the Nehru jackets and and the ascots or not the ascots, the kerchiefs. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, what are all that stuff and the audience is shrinking as a result. Yeah. But it's okay. They're fine with that. I mean, Tom could have lasted longer with the show for a couple more years if he'd been a little more, you know, conciliatory. But what he did, I think not only does he have every reason to be proud and and his brother and everybody involved with the show, but even the network. CBS is very proud of the Smothers Brothers now. They're not afraid to you know, prop it up as, as, as one of the ways the network changed the landscape, even though the people who had to work with Tom at the time may have, may have had ulcers right. as a result. Well, they encouraged them to come back and do a revival series in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and they did with all the old writers. I mean, everybody came back to it. Mason Williams, Steve Martin, Rob Reiner, everybody came back to play. And and that was the emergence of the Yo-Yo Man character, which sort of which showed a different side of Tom, and that which and which I understand he ended up doing uh, taking on the road after after that second Smothers Brothers. Yeah, show. he loved Yo-Yo Man, and it was a huge crowd pleaser, but partly because Tom was really an excellent Yo-Yo person. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you call a Yo-Yoist. Maybe I, that's what you call. I would, I would say a Yo-Yoist. Oh. Yeah. 
think, yo-yoist. A yo-yoist, yes. He picked it up only after listening to a song called Yo-Yo Man that he liked. I mean, I, I love the curiosity of these guys and and uh, just the all-around fun and artistry. David Bian Cooley talked to everybody who was somebody and then some on the uh, behind the scenes of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, including Tom and Dick Smothers, for his excellent book, Dangerously Funny, the Uncensored Story of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Uh, Tom Smothers passed away Tuesday, December 26, age 86. Two more questions, and then I promise I'll let you go. When's the last time you talked to Tom and Dick? I, I talked to Dick. I, I kept distance from them. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw them in person was... A uh, couple of years ago, when after nine years of retirement, they came out uh, at, to do um, a National Comedy Center event uh, at the Chautauqua Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, uh, it was crazy. It was 2,000, 4,000 people. It was the most people I'd ever seen in one spot from the stage. And I, I moderated. Uh, interviews, you know, I interviewed them both and we showed clips and preparing for that and, and hanging out with them for that and doing that is the last time I saw them. I've I've talked to, to Dick uh, recently. The last time for Tom was probably uh, a year ago and then a couple of texts. I never, my joke was, I never wanted to overstay my welcome. And <laughs> even when I did all these interviews for the book, I would call up Tom, I would call up and I would have some more questions because I'd interviewed some more people or I'd seen some more tape and or I'd uncovered some more depositions and things. <laughs> and he would say, I don't want to talk about the blank Smothers Brothers. <laughs> and, and I would say, okay, and I'd hang up. And I'd call him like six months later. That's why it took 14 years <laughs> to write the book. I called up six months later and said, hi, Tom, this is being Cooley. Do you want to talk about the blank Smothers Brothers yet? <laughs> And then he would laugh, and he would give me like 20 minutes, a half hour, and then I'd have to wait another six months. <laughs> but uh, he was he was great that way. But I I always I didn't want to be clingy, and but I will be so grateful. And you know, I was grateful that they that he asked me to write the book. Grateful that I got to do it, and to show you how nice they were is that when when my book came out on them. In 2009, I took friends to Vegas where they were performing and stayed at the same hotel and booked a dinner afterwards so I could take all my friends to see them in concert and then we could go have a private dinner. And I had the first copies of the book sent straight from the warehouse for that dinner. Well, not only do Tom and Dick acknowledge me from the stage, which I didn't expect while they were performing, they show up for the party afterwards. Total surprise. And I give Dick and Tom the first copies of the book out of the first box, and Tom says, it's a hardback. <laughs> he didn't know? He didn't know. He, you know, he says, wow, this is a real book. <laughs> I just love those guys. And, and Tom read it right away, and I had to call Dick a week later and say, did I offend you? I haven't heard from you. And he said, no, no, no. Um, I, I got home. I had two other books on my bookstand next to the bed. I, I put it in order. I'll get to it. I, I never, I can't imagine a single human being, if you hand them a book that's about them, 
that they say, well, I got this Agatha Christie mystery I got to finish first, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that's what they both were like. If an expert with a yo-yo is a yo-yoist, then you are a TBS, David Biancooli, because you are you're, you're one you're you're one of the best there is at what you do. Well, thank you. I love talking to you, and you said you didn't want to butter me up by describing the book as being a good book, but consider me thoroughly buttered and <laughs> ready for the oven. I am very happy to talk to you anytime. All right. Do you have a, uh, do, uh, do you have other books in the works down, uh, coming coming out in 2024, or, or that you're at least working on? I, I do, but it, let's see. Is it going to be coming out in 2024? No, it's going to be coming out in 2025, but I am working on a book, and I guess this is the first. I may as well... Uh, make this announcement to let people know so that all four of you can start saving your money <laughs> that, that are interested in my books. But it's called See the Beatles, and it's about the visual artistry oh. of John, Paul, George, and Ringo from from the movies and the TV shows and TV appearances to the album covers and the Cirque du Soleil stuff and the, and the movies that they inspired. Everything put, you know, lithographs, the photographs that they took, everything all in one place uh, with me commenting, even their individual appearances on The Simpsons. So I'm having a lot of fun with this. Well, please keep us posted on that. Uh, We would love to uh, have you on to talk about that, if not sooner, on our program. Oh, please, 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 please. (laughs) Okay. Please, please be. Please, please. Please, please. Yeah, all right. Very very good. All right. Dangerously Funny, the uncensored story of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour by David B. and Cooley. Available in bookstores everywhere as well as Amazon.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.